Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And you might not remember exactly, but that makes me Mike. It has been a little while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. A little sabbatical there, but we're back on the horse. And, Sorry, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy, I think almost had a nervous breakdown uh, because of our because of our absence, um, which I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a little concerned for him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. Uh, I just went to I just got first hair on ball. Um, I feel like you know there's got to be other things going on in his life, but uh, we still hold a pretty important spot it appears well i think his his kids one of his kids is there uh, i think a senior this year in high school or a sophomore i can't remember which so that's big they're back in school um you know he's got his cornhole tournaments mm-hmm. you know i think he's i think he's probably pretty busy um but you know he needs his dose of I, and it wasn't enough that i busted my ass to find like bonus content and shit to post for people you know, he's like, no, no, you have to actively be working for me. <laughs> I need new stuff yeah. that you just recorded literally yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't want to wait. And I don't I don't want to listen to old stuff, even though it's just as good. So so, Jimmy, this one's for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here you go. Here you go, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, you get you getting your money's worth now. Yeah, your money's worth. He doesn't even submit to the or submit. Yes, he doesn't submit to the Patreon. <laughs> he doesn't submit to submit our whims. Yeah. <laughs> submit, boy. <laughs> oh shit. So a friend of mine flew into Philly a couple weeks ago um for business. And I met with her um in Philly. Uh, I got lost on my way. Obviously, I, I got lost on my way in. I ended up in New Jersey somehow. But I found, bro, that. I am a veteran of driving to Philly. Okay, and I need to tell you something. At least once a year, I will accidentally drive into New Jersey somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to feel concerned about that in the least. <laughs> yeah, I think I held my own pretty well. At one point, there was like. There was like it was I was leaving, I was going home, and um it was I was like going through an intersection under an underpass, and suddenly two lanes became one without any warning at all. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Okay, uh shit, drifting. And as I'm drifting, I'm realizing like I'm super close to the guy behind me. And they didn't freak out or beat their horn. And I was like, Well, that's interesting. And I waved and you know, whatever, like, thanks. You know, which they probably couldn't see. Uh, or they just start. assumed you were flipping them off. Maybe. but And they were just like, eh, it's another day. Yeah, exactly. So I figured out that after a little while, I figured out, oh, everyone does this. This is just <laughs> the way people drive in this city or any city, really. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, I, D.C. and Atlanta were the same. <laughs> so yeah. was uh, Harrisburg the last time I was there, even though oh, Harrisburg yeah. is laid out really fucking weird, yeah. which makes it a lot harder for people to be dicks. But uh, on the highway, it's the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it, yeah. So at any rate, I, I, I'm there and uh, uh, we found like a pub called uh, Max Tavern, which is just the best. If, if you're, if you're on Marcus Street between second and third, I recommend stopping in. Look for Lisa, the bartender. She's awesome. 
she she uh she came out while we were sitting at our table outside she came out to talk to what she actually ended up doing was was rousting a homeless person who was sifting through her trash cans um and i don't i don't know why i chuckled at that i'm sorry it just seems like an odd thing for like the middle of the day yeah well it was constantly dude it was such a great people watching experience if nothing else but i'm sitting there and 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 uh She's like, get out of here. Go, 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 go look for a dumpster. And, she, and the guy walks away. And and like she came out several times to challenge troublemakers because they were they were like the usual suspects for that road. And she just knew like eventually, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy will show up and start like every day, like clockwork. every day, every single day. Yeah, she was super funny, but she came out to talk to us and she's like, oh, honey, you need to smoke over by the curb. You can't smoke the buildings or the cops. They walk by the give you a ticket it's like okay fair enough so we go over there we go over there and this guy comes up to us hey can i have a cigarette sure man give you a cigarette thank you man you know who the best football was nick fowler nick fowler yeah nick fowler and i'm like who There is no uh, footballer named Nick Fowler. That's interesting. Did he mean Nick Foles? Maybe that's who he meant. I found that out when we went. <laughs> we went into that. We went into the bar after that to get our drinks refilled, and and we're like, yeah. So we experienced our first uh, full blown nut job of the evening. Um, yeah, he was talking about Nick Fowler, the best football quarterback or whatever and this guy mm-hmm. goes did he mean nick Foles?" and i'm like probably i have no fucking idea <laughs> yeah nick Foles is my uh is my favorite quarterback uh of all time because he brought my team a super bowl and was the mvp and because yeah. we had a moment uh i i had a book signed by him and i went hey thanks man and he looked at me and like gave me the nod and the wink and i was like yeah nick Foles just fucking acknowledged my existence I mean, that this guy was obviously a big Nick Foles fan, you know, and and he was very, very excited to talk to me about that. But he was so drunk or high or both that he was completely incoherent. And, you know, probably I mean, I got the impression that he was not like that. He was in the streets like he was homeless just by the way he carried himself, the state of his clothing you know, this, that was the impression that I got. And, and I just remember thinking like, you know, this guy is starved for a normal conversation with somebody, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to reciprocate, but I couldn't understand him and he was getting sketchy and he was getting really close. And I was like, all right, man, well, you know, see ya. And so he found his way away, you know? Kind of, I, I assume he was harmless, but you know, you never want to be too, you can't be too careful. You never know when someone's going to flip out on you. No, and there is a lot of dark, rapey places in the city of Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> and sure. scary fucking places. Sure. You're... My brother and I were just down there uh, not terribly long ago and had park in like one of these off street, like fenced in areas. And there was a bunch of other people walking. And I'm like, how the fuck do we get out of this a lot? And he's like, I don't know. I guess we'll just follow these other dudes. Where these other two dudes were going to piss behind a uh, tractor trailer that was parked there. That would have been awkward. Could you imagine just walking back there and being like, oh, so you're not nice, nice penis. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. going this way. Yeah, yeah. Nice but, penis. I wasn't expecting to see that today. But... <laughs> I was wearing an anthrax shirt and my brother was wearing a Slayer shirt. And this rando that was sitting on the sidewalk, like in between two buildings, I was like, oh, man, anthrax. that's the first concert I ever went to. Oh, Slayer, I love them. I saw it and I was like, the same kind of a thing like you had. I'm like, hey, just keep walking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to make it seem like I was like, oh, no, this guy's definitely going to do something. But the uh, the uh, excitement and the sketchiness was going up by the second. Yeah. You and just, I'm like, whoa. It's like you're. It's like your primal brain goes, yeah, there's something that might, this guy could change gears on you in a heartbeat. I've right? had, yeah, we've had people, especially every time I go somewhere, it seems like somebody stops me and goes, hey, you got a lighter? I look like I must, I must look like a guy that smokes. And I've gotten some pretty weird, like, vibes off people when I'm like, no, man, I don't smoke. And they're like, I had one person be like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, all right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. You don't have to believe me. And I'm not emptying my pockets. Right. Of course, by that, usually if I'm in a city somewhere, I'm going somewhere that I've already emptied my pockets out anyway. So mm -hmm. chances are there's nothing in my pockets worth anything anyway, including a lighter, people. If you see me on the street, I do not have a lighter. Now, if I'm with my significant other, I definitely have a lighter. <laughs> yeah, because she does. Yeah, because she does. So, right. yeah, right. then I'm OK right. with it. So you have a lighter by proxy. Yes, uh, naturally. Yeah. Although I think that she she like hidey holes them in places. I find lighters in places I never I never remember seeing them before. And I know when I smoked, I did the same thing. Like I'd have like in my saddlebags on my bike, in the bag on the back of my bike. I'd have them in all the little compartments of my vehicle, like in my desk drawer at work and everything else. So mm -hmm. I get that uh, I get that same thing going on. Like there's a pile of them on, in my truck. And, and, and I'm and like, they, I don't. Nobody even smokes in my truck. Yeah, and like a couple sets of matches just to be safe. Got to be. You, you got to be prepared. You, you can't go without your. Got to have your cigarette. Got to have your cigarette. Yeah, I remember oh, those I do. days. I yeah. do. Got to have my fucking cigarette. <laughs> so speaking of that, so I don't want to say that we kept getting approached by people because as we sat in the chairs, there were less people willing to come up and bother someone who was seated um, mm -hmm. but i had been interrupted by numerous other things like loud noises and people just walking down the street screaming and all this so my nerves were kind of afraid and we were standing by the it was me my friend and the bartender and we were standing by the the curb smoking a cigarette and this guy just comes out up to me. My back is turned. He just comes right up to me. He's like, can I get a cigarette? And I'm sick of it. So I go, dude, no. Like that. And I must have shot him a look. And he walked about 10 steps. And then he stopped and he said, dude, really? You're going to be rude to me? And I was <laughs> like, I turned to him and I said, I don't know you. You just asked me for a cigarette. You interrupted my conversation. That's rude. And he goes, do you want to fight? We'll go back and fight about it. Like, I'm not going to fight you. Get Winner out of here. gets cigarette. Yeah, I was like, get out of here. Come on. And and then I turned away from him and he kept talking like, I'm going to beat your ass and all this stuff. And I just decided not to engage him any further. Mm -hmm. And I just lit my cigarette and went about my conversation. And I was like, 
the weird thing about it was that in most like 99 out of I'm going to say 999 out of a thousand times in a situation like that, I would have been shaking even if I didn't, you know, because fight or flight. Right. Oh, yeah. But I felt none of that this time. Nothing. It was like it was like I was channeling some badass on television or something like like I was channeling Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad where I was just like <laughs> I was just like really like kind of more conf I was I, it was like I was acting like I was confident when I wasn't and somehow that made me feel really fucking confident it was kind of cool yeah um and and once again I talked myself out of a fight because I'm pretty sure if it had been a fight he would have decimated me I don't know man you uh, are you are a you are a pretty you know larger than average size dude in in most respects I think that you could uh you could hold your own Right, but fighting is more than just size. It, 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 it's it's about you know prowess, you know. Now, what his body language told me was that he wasn't prepared to, prepared to fight me at all. I I mean, really, I think he was just talking shit because his pride was hurt, but and because he he needed a cigarette, and because he needed a cigarette, yeah. yeah. And and I wasn't nice to him. Even though I mean, he was fucking rude to me. With right? the prices of cigarettes, it's tantamount to asking for a gallon of gas from somebody, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> hey, like, could yeah. I have one of those that are like literally almost a dollar? Well, I mean, <laughs> think I, that's the other thing that pisses me off. I am not unsympathetic to uh, homeless people, and I certainly am not unsympathetic to the mentally ill. And unfortunately, tragically, so often those things overlap heavily. But what I do have a problem with is coming up to somebody sight unseen and asking them for something for free. It is, it is privileged. It is, it is maybe not privileged, but it's certainly um, assumptive. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just a, it's just a shitty behavior. At least say, please, you know, this guy didn't even say, please, like, can I get a cigarette from y'all? It's like, no, dude, how are you? Why the fuck are you coming up to me? Pick somebody else. You know, why me? Do I look I, like a fucking vending machine to you? You kind of do look like a vending machine to me for blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but if he'd asked for one of those, it'd be a whole different story. Right? Oh, naturally, man. I mean, <laughs> you can get some good coin that way. Good coin, good dick. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I don't saying. know. That guy need might need to wash his dick. I don't know. He well, I mean, you got to have standards. He didn't strike me as dirty. He just struck me as kind of down on his luck. You know, you like, got to have standards. So they got to wash that shit first. Yeah. Yeah. You really yep. do. get a washcloth. Like maybe some anti-syphilis spray. <laughs> I happen to carry some antiseptic wipes in my pocket. Careful about getting it in your pee hole. It burns. Yes. And it will hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it will hurt when you come and oh boy will you come oh yeah yeah you're also, gonna come none of that sanitizer shit because that tastes awful have you ever gotten that in your mouth mm -hmm. it does taste fucking terrible you ever just like act like you'd be eating after yeah and like that, like and lick something lick your, off my finger yeah like, like oh god the best was um that we were getting sanitizer uh one of the local breweries was making it uh, because their equipment was perfect for doing that. And the shit smells like fucking scotch mm -hmm. or something like that. It's got like a real heavy alcohol smell to it, but it tastes just as bad as regular hand sanitizer does. 
<laughs> when you get it in your mouth because it's got like a spray thing. You know, I'm like so, spraying it. And I'm wiping my hands off. And like, I, I didn't wasn't thinking touch my face. And yeah. even even with even though this podcast started at the beginning of COVID, I never thought you and I would sit here and have a conversation about the comparative tastes of different hands. <laughs> this think, one was kind of minty. I almost liked it. I feel like it's it's inevitable that we're going to talk about it. And no matter what they smell like, they almost all taste the same. Well, if you think about this, <clears throat> we don't have a topic and we generally, aside from the experiment, which I think failed in us having news topics mm -hmm. all the time, I think that was a little too much. Structure. Well, not only that, it's like a lot of sad stuff happens. A lot of pathetic stuff happens, but not mm -hmm. a lot of funny or interesting stuff happens. <laughs> right. So we're left to our own devices. And I feel like we're going to probably be doing this until we're dead or near dead. and. Um, so we're going to end up like the Simpsons where we'll have talked about literally everything at some point or another. I, I can definitely, um, I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah. I but still, I still have stories. I still remember things, but it's like most everything I think that has been eventual in my life. I have discussed on this podcast. Have you ever tasted rubbing alcohol? Mm-hmm. Oh, that has got to be one of the most foul things ever. I used to use it as aftershave mm -hmm. because I do better with that on my, my skin was sensitive. I did better with alcohol than I did with actual aftershave. I would break out sometimes with aftershave yeah. and a rash, but splashing on your face and you're like, Oh, like, you know, yelling because it burns. You end up getting a drop of it in your mouth periodically. Oh, mm -hmm. that stuff is terrible. You ever got an eyedropper like Visine in your mouth? Uh, no. No, I have I, not. I learned, and I don't know if this is true because of where I learned it from, but I learned it from one of those procedural cop dramas that if you if you drop a couple drops of don't try this at home, anyone. Like if you drop a couple droppers of um uh visine into a person's drink, it will make them violently shit themselves. I was gonna say, I was pretty sure that it makes you violently sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it causes extreme gastrointestinal discomfort and, and <laughs> Yeah, not fun. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we do not condone or recommend, even though I just laughed. Uh, that's not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. Well, because the well, the reason it was in the cop show is because one out of a million, this guy had some condition that, when combined with that plus alcohol, made him susceptible to a heart attack, and he had a heart attack and died. You see, and that is the biggest reason why I used to work with a bunch of dudes that would fuck with other people's food all the time. Uh huh. Like you'd get up to leave the room to go out to the trash can or you got to fill your drink and they take and pour hot sauce in your in your soda yeah. or they would take and, you know, dump a bunch of salt on stuff. And I never got into doing that because you never know what somebody's sensitive to. And I'm not right. saying it like, oh, they're sensitive and, you know, you have to be kind because you don't want to cause them any discomfort. No, I mean, like you could literally cause somebody to have an allergic reaction to something because you're an idiot. When I was visiting, uh, my, my wife and I were visiting uh, friends and family in South Dakota. This was a very long time ago. And uh, we were hungry and we decided to order Burger, well, not Burger King, um, Hardee's. There was a Hardee's real close to this girl's mm, apartment. I like Hardee's. And we decided to call ahead and put in our order so it'd just be easy to just drop by and pick it up. Um, I don't know why we decided to do that, but we did. 
So I put in the order and I asked for a monster burger and I said, no onions on that. And this really curt reply comes back. That sandwich does not feature onions, sir. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no problem. Just, just asking. And, and then I, I get my sandwich and there's one singular onion sticking halfway in and halfway oh, out. Oh, that was some passive aggressive bullshit. Yeah, some some fucking middle finger to me. I can't believe yeah. that guy asked for no onion. <laughs> Fuck him. I'm gonna give him one anyway. Yeah, I don't care if he has a dire health emergency because I've g- given him something he's deathly allergic to. Hey, do we have any peanut sauce back there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's allergic to that too. Yeah, I never forget parties had peanut sauce. The place, I don't know. It might be good on some of the stuff, like the chicken. I'm saying, yeah, Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, Did I sound like I said awful? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was making sure you weren't being sarcastic. No, no, no. It would be. I um, peanut sauce is fucking delicious, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, The place where I used to work was so was so cheap uh, with their employee meals that we back in the day, there's like a full service, uh, you know, four-star kitchen in the building. Yeah. And, um, they used to make food, actually make food and, and bring it up like stuff from scratch. Well, then they started like getting like Stouffer's things and it would all be like weird Stouffer's shit. I got to say Stouffer's makes this one thing. It's like, chicken inside of like a salsa with corn and stuff in with it mm-hmm. it's like a like a real light sauce that was just like a regular chicken breast it was fucking delicious mm. otherwise though i'm not i mean they never put enough cheese in the lasagna and shit like that and like it's get tired of eating the same things over and over again well it was ridiculous to the point that when there was events or weddings they would give us leftover food from those weddings and stuff in the lunchroom too and not like as an as a bonus like oh hey there was a few fillets left or something like that here we brought them down here for you guys so we don't throw them out you know it was more like oh we got a whole tray full of curry meatballs from this indian wedding so you guys get that meatballs don't label any of the shit right and i've got several elderly co-workers and one of them grabs up a bunch starts slapping meatballs in there and i'm like i went up to her and i'm like those meatballs are not regular meatballs those are curry be careful they're very hot i heard and she's like oh thank you for letting me know i have a problem with that and i couldn't eat it Jeez. and i'm like just like that i went down to the kitchen i was like somebody needs to put fucking signs on what you have up there so that we know i'm like you can't just assume everybody can eat this stuff right like, come on, what's the matter right. with you? What you're you you're have... experts in the food field. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you need someone from security to tell you your business, I mean, that's ridiculous. what I'm here for, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's ridiculous. When I worked in food, I've worked in food service several times. I've got all kinds of great stories I probably haven't told on the podcast. I should probably delve into some of those. Yeah. But, hey, food um, service stories are always, I mean, then we'd be talking about food with a purpose, unlike what we yeah, normally do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, <laughs> talking about food just for the sake, because I'm hungry. So let's roll with it. So first story, I was working for a hospital kitchen. And um, in those days, I had no qualms about getting high during my work hours. And we used to take, <laughs> so we used to take drives uh, after the dinner rush or after the lunch rush uh we would we would take drives because there was like that was our lunch time 
And so we would, we would just grab something to go and eat while we were smoking in the car and just like go somewhere and smoke and then come back, which was highly stupid and highly irresponsible. And I recognize all that, but you know, with hindsight comes wisdom. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, then we'd come back and I'd be, this was back when I wasn't smoking as heavily or as long as I have been, you know, in my life. Like now it's a regular thing for me, but back then it was like a couple times a day and it hit me a lot harder. And <laughs> He's like, I do it real heavily now. Back then it was only a couple times a day. <laughs> now it's all day, every day. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. I had to point, I had to point that out. Well, well, well. Um, anyway, get back to your story here before anyway, I sidetrack it too much. Anyway, uh, you did sidetrack me. Shit. Uh, where was I? You're working the cafeteria at the hospital. You used ah, to go out and get high on breaks. Yeah. So I remember coming back and I just would turn, I would go into the dish room. No one wanted to wash dishes. I, so I always volunteered to do it. So I'd go into the dish room, turn on the stereo and blast it on some metal station and then just do the dishes while my head is swimming in delicious THC and, <laughs> and, and, and just having such a wonderful time washing dishes is so soothing and comfortable i was like yeah i dig this this is great i could do this every day you know and then and then we'd have our dinner rush and then afterwards any food that came back from the calf like that was served you know it wasn't something that you could touch or patients were touching you know it was just in a container yeah after the dinner rush they'd bring it everything down to the dish room uh, to get tossed and the stuff to get washed and most of us would make a small meal of that. If there was leftover like fried chicken or mac and cheese, we'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, eating it. And uh, we, um, I remember the one day they had BLTs or something for lunch the next day. So they made a fucking ton of bacon. All right, so having worked in food service, I'm sure you're aware of those metal sort of pans and you've got the, yeah. the low flat ones that are sort of like a cake pan. And then you've got the square ones that are either tall or short, depending on what you need. And My favorite got, bacon ones are the ones that have the screen on the bottom of them so that the bacon ain't just laying in the grease yeah. and it stays crispy longer. Well, we didn't have anything like that, but we had a bacon tray and it was one of the ones that's like a loaf of bread in size mm -hmm. you know so one of those metal cans full of it or metal pans full of it and it was just fucking stuffed with bacon i mean i'm talking if you, you were jamming it, it in your pockets and <laughs> if you bought this bacon commercially raw you would have to buy a, like 60 packs of bacon to make because I, I you know it was just a huge amount of bacon i've never seen so much bacon in one place in my life and the idea was cool it down in the pan. You were like, is this, is this heaven? Yeah. Am I, I thought, dead? I thought maybe I might've died. It was pretty amazing. I, I, as I was sweeping and mopping in the evening, no one was in that area, but me. And I must've ate about 20 or 30 pieces of bacon. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I had no shame at all, but, um, Obviously, you know, I'm not in jail, so, you know, and I never went to jail <laughs> and uh, seven years or more have passed since those days. So I am well within my safety range. 
but yeah. It's, it is hard to maintain self-control sometimes when you've got the stuff readily available in readily, front of you. I would have been tempted even if I had not been high, but I was just at that point in the arc of the high where you become extremely hungry. So having never smoked pot for you let, be, before, let me give you a quick demonstration. Bro, of I get hungry like that too. But, <laughs> oh, I know you do, but I want to give you sort of a quick rundown of what a cannabis high is like so you smoke and then immediately your head gets a little light and then you start laughing at shit that's not normally funny and then you have really creative thoughts and that sort of peaks over the span of maybe like two hours three hours and then somewhere in there paranoia can creep in and you have to keep yourself distracted and you can get past it once you're a seasoned smoker you get used to that um and then, um, and then the munchies hit. And let me tell you, man, it's like, it's like psych meds in terms of hunger that it induces. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where you will literally eat an entire brand new box of Oreos, the yeah, party, I've... the family size, and you will eat the whole goddamn thing. And then drink my thing was always, milk. you know, speaking of psych meds, um, bags, but it's a full like family size bag of potato chips. Oh, for sure. And like, and like a fucking gallon of, of uh, sweet tea or lemon tea or something like that. I would sit and drink and eat that. Like it was nothing like it was just another day. Now I think about eating potato chips on that scale and it makes me sick to my stomach, but there was yeah. a time. Yeah, there was a time when I'd be like, fuck, yeah, I'll house myself a bag of regular potato chips just like that. My sodium intake went up 3,000% yeah. in 25 minutes. <laughs> Today, I made, um, I, I cubed up some chicken breasts and I coated them thoroughly in taco mix, like, Ooh. you know, and then Damn. fried them in some oil uh, so they were nice and tender. And then I, uh, I dumped mine on a bed of uh, nacho cheese flavored Doritos. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, is no different than regular corn chips. It just has flavor. Blasting. Yeah, they've got more seasoning and more, you know, cheese yeah. uh, action going on there. Yeah, I'd still put cheese on it, though. Oh, I sure did. I put a yeah, and I probably also have some sour cream sitting by. I don't have I didn't have any sour cream, so I didn't. That would be that, like but... perfect. Yeah, maybe some spring onions on top of there just for good measure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't have I didn't have some of the materials available to me that I would have needed to do that. But yeah, it was it was pretty banging. Um a, I really enjoyed it. It was a rarity for us tonight. We had uh we had Panera. I don't get Panera all that often because it's prohibitively expensive to eat there all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like it is to eat anywhere that has excellent food. Yeah, and you know, um, you think you'd be paying less considering that the bowl that they give you, you eat it. Yeah, if you get a bread bowl, I uh, I no got a, I got a barbecue chicken sandwich and a cup of macaroni and cheese, and I was tempted, very tempted. They had a sandwich called the mac and cheese grilled cheese sandwich, Ooh. and it's actually in the picture. It looks like their mac and cheese, which is fucking outstandingly delicious. With Parmesan crisps and then mozzarella cheese and toasted on like a thick white bread. Now, my son got it. I can tell you that whoever made it didn't do it right because uh. it was like naked noodles 
with like cheese melted over the top of them, not mixed in, not creamy, oh. nothing. And then like more cheese and then the bread. Like it, it was very disappointing. It was like a grilled cheese with naked noodles inside of it. That's a it, it, it was it, I was very let down by it. In fact, so was he because he was like, I don't think I'm even going to eat the other half of that sandwich. And I was like, I feel for you, son. That's why I got the barbecue chicken, because I knew that I would like that. That's a food crime. It, it really was. Yeah. They also didn't slice the bagels that way. I mean, it's such such first world problems. Didn't slice our bagels. You really yeah, were supposed yeah. to. No and uh, my, my significant others, here. here's my significant others, tuna salad sandwich unwrapped itself in the bag and came out and like left tuna on everything. Ooh. Yeah. Which was, which was kind of not okay. But, no. uh, and that was definitely something that was their fault. That's not something that you want just loosely loose tuna flying around. Now they do have banging fucking tuna. Yeah. in there but uh you like to keep it in your sandwich uh, where it belongs and yeah. then in your stomach where it belongs so let me ask you this do you think that do you think that panera bread counts as fast food for me in the strictest definition of it uh no it's more of like a sit down type thing but when you can call it call in to order it in or order it on their app and go in and pick it up like 15 minutes later, yeah, it is kind of fast food. I don't I don't know. It's, like by the strictest definition of fast food, no, it's not. It sits in this sort of void area between like regular fast food and like an Applebee's. Yeah, it's kind of like know? Chipotle would be or something yeah. like Comanche Brothers or something like that that we yeah. have around here, where it's not fast food, but it's good food fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, there's something of uh of a misnomer to call that fast food though because fast food implies you know garbage quality food yeah did i call it fast food maybe i i'm just maybe you did we i don't saw, know i think it would be a mistake to do so let's put it that if way. i if i did panera i apologize i was i was in the wrong well yeah I, <laughs> I, whether you said i it think or i not, said we ate out i think that's what i said whether you said it or not it was my it was just my question because because I know that it's sort of a gray area for me. Yeah. Like, I always think of like eating out and then I think there are like tiers. And and there's different tiers based on what sit down restaurants, places that I go to that I order the food ahead of time and can pick it up. Right. Fast food. Right. Yeah. Each, exactly. And then there's also like the tier of like what quality the food is versus the price so it's like mm. a, a differential so well this is really cheap but it's garbage this is really cheap but it's and it's really really good but uh this is not as cheap but it's the best shit i've ever had you know and i don't mind it because it's a local store instead of a uh chain yeah so i want to support them you know so mm. I mean, there's yeah, it, it it it's not as simple as as one or two, you know. It's it's fuzzy. There's a lot of different variables in play. You know, here I am intellectually breaking down fast food <laughs> versus like yeah, like but you know another place that kind of fits that bill is Fuddruckers. It's like it is a sit down restaurant, but it doesn't feel like a sit down restaurant. And it kind of feels like a burger joint. Uh because it is yeah 
It makes me think of pizza. I have not been inside of a pizza hut because I haven't eaten pizza hut to my knowledge in 20 years or more. Uh, mine hasn't been quite that long. When the one was open in town, I, it's probably been a good three to five years since I went to pizza hut. Okay. But there for a while, like I'd get somewhere with my dad and they had a buffet, uh, from like 1030 until like one o'clock and it was like fucking $7 and you get there all you can eat. And they had pasta and like all different kinds of pizza and these delicious cinnamon sticks and shit and all you could drink. You know, soda, obviously not like beer or anything yeah. like that. But uh, that was that was like our catch all for the longest time where I'd be like, I'm going to go pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to have diarrhea later. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. Like I got grossed out by Pizza Hut when I was in my teens. And then I, had, you know, like I've always preferred like mom and pop pizza, you know. Oh, yeah. Pizzeria pizza is the best. Did yeah. I tell you about that joint down in Inner Harbor? No, that we went to when we went to the uh, the <gasps> Bay Area Strikes Back uh, was Exodus, Death Angel, and uh, Testament months months ago. Okay, um, we had gone down there, and there was a pizza joint that was right near the venue uh, down near Inner Harbor. That was uh, I can't remember the name, but I wish I could because I would totally say it because I'd shout them out because it was delicious. But it was like a deep dish pizza, like a square pizza. What do they call that? Sicilian. Uh yeah, uh, it's Sicilian or Chicago. I think Chicago's round. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure. Yeah. But uh it was right, like though. it was probably the pizza itself was probably a good inch and a half thick and it was like dough, seasonings, cheese and then they put the sauce on top. Dude, it was so fucking good. It was like old school Pizza Hut that mm-hmm. didn't give you diarrhea. The only problem with that is that when you eat it, you don't realize just how much you're eating. It's like they somehow pack more food into the space than is necessarily available. That's why parents always buy parents of of even medium sized families always buy that kind of pizza, like Mm -hmm. the Neapolitan pizza, because it go it stretches further. Yeah. You're eating a shitload of dough. Yeah, exactly. It's like an extra inch of dough. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was good though i i wish i could remember the name of it but it was it was fucking it was good you know what i always disliked was french french bread pizza i was like see this now, is bullshit to see me. now i'm a fan of french bread pizza like we get that periodically at the like the ones you make at home in the oven mm-hmm. and i don't remember if it's red baron or who it is that makes one it's like uh it's like a white pizza it's got like a garlic sauce on it okay and then the cheese and it's kind of like eating a giant breadstick it's pretty good I like well, that stuff. It's been quite a while since I've eaten anything like that. Like, you know, I said that I used to not like it, but there's I'm a good sure, chance you might like it now. I'm sure I would give it a try. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. What was the one pizza experience that I had? <laughs> pizza experience. Yeah. Pizza experience. Are uh, you experienced? <laughs> have you ever been experienced? <laughs> Yeah, um, the pizza experience starring Tom Cash and Mike Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> A deep endeavor into the science of pizza. I think you just found the episode title. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why the I said it out loud. The pizza experience. Yeah, that's why I said it out loud. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta capitalize on this so that it's like, and you know, like, when I said that, you could see the capital letters in the pizza experience. Mm-hmm.
I found something that uh, that I thought you might find interesting. I know for a while that we were going with like the um, oh the incels, mm. talking about incels and stuff, and and kind of I, I never tire of talking, kind of mashing incels. on them a little bit, which is funny. Yeah. This kind of falls into that into that category. Not really incels so much, but it I don't know. Like it feels it feels like it's in that same wheelhouse. Maybe the neckbeard wheelhouse. Perhaps. Let me read it to you and then and then you can tell me what you think. Okay. It looks like it came from a uh, from a Craigslist, I'm guessing. Um it's from I think Oregon. There's a Concord in Oregon. I guess I had no fucking idea. I thought there was only a Concord in New Hampshire. Uh, I'm sure there's like many, many more. I feel bad. I'm sorry, Concords out there. I know there's a lot of them, probably. Isn't there one in Massachusetts as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe it's Massachusetts. I was thinking of not New Hampshire. I don't fucking know. But anyways, it says wanted woman who wants to conceive child during total eclipse. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's okay. it's pretty sexy. I got to I wait. Wait till you hear the sexiness in this. Well, I'm, I'm, already, 40, I'm already turned on. So. I, oh, I've I have an erection as we speak, and my okay. nipples are taut. And it's not because I have to poop, Daryl. Um, I am 40 <laughs> years of age, <laughs> Caucasian male from Europe. My heritage is strong and pure. My looks, instincts, knowledge, and strength is 100% pure and 100% lethal. I don't know what lethal, <laughs> what lethal knowledge, strength, looks, and instincts look like, but uh, this guy's got it, and and they're also pure. Well, I'm looking good. for a worthy female with strong genes, beauty, and smarts to join me to experience the total eclipse in Oregon. Exact place not set. These are all separate paragraphs, by the way, when I pause. Okay. <clears throat> if we have chemistry, I would like for us to make love while the eclipse is happening. When totality occurs, we will have simultaneous orgasms, and we will conceive a child that will be on the next level of human evolution. We will make love together with me and my penis directed towards the sun. Everything will be aligned in the local universe. Both of our cosmic orgasmic energy will be aligned with the planets. In a brief moment of ecstasy, we will understand everything and together create a new universe full of love. You must like cats. Drugs are okay. Nitrous oxide while we climax and experience totality conception is okay with me. <laughs> what do cats have to do with anything? <laughs> you must like cats. He's like, I'm going to have my cat there just in case. <laughs> she likes to watch. You got to know. Yeah. She's yeah. a bit voyeur. <laughs> yeah. Hager likes to watch. She's a good kitty. <laughs> I thought, oh man, the first time I read this, I thought I got to read this shit on the podcast because yeah. it's just, it's just perfect. It fits with things that we do. I was like together, we would make love together with me and my penis directed towards the sun. His penis is a separate entity. He and his penis will both my be directed penis, towards the sun. My <laughs> my penis. Wherever I go, he, he goes, goes, my penis, my penis. penis. My, my penis and me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that I do this podcast before this, the noise violation rule in my neighborhood kicks into effect. 
<laughs> because I already probably have to, you know, fend off strange stares from neighborhood neighbors who hear me through the window. Yeah, thankfully I, my neighbors are far enough away that they don't hear me, and that, um, you know, my children understand. Like, if they hear me in here laughing like an idiot or saying something stupid, my kids are just like, "That's dad." Yeah, no worries. That, that's yeah. just fucking the way he is. I was outside today with my dog and I see my neighbor's tree. He had this like fir, like a fir tree, like a like a, a pine tree um, in the backyard and it was dead. And I was like, what the fuck happened to his tree? It was fine the other day. And I go back there and he's he's doing something like he's washing the grill. Mm -hmm. And so I just happened to catch him and I'm like, what the hell happened to your tree? He's like, I don't know, man. Look at all these um, these cocoons or whatever. And here I look and all over this tree, like dead, desiccated Christmas decorations from hell <laughs> were these were these weird looking cocoons. And almost all of the of the the pines, they weren't they didn't turn brown and die. They were gone. They had been stripped from the tree entirely. Hmm. And, and so I'm looking at this thing and I'm turning around my hands and I realize that's what the cocoons are made of. They're literally made of a collection of the fucking pine needles. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen them before. Yeah, they're weird. I don't yeah. know. I've never seen them before, but there were like probably 50 to 100 of them all over this tiny little. Wow. Tree. I normally only see them in like small, small no, quantities. Yeah. That's, that's when I say this. Well, maybe not, maybe 50 at the maximum because it's not that big of a tree, but the tree was covered in the damn things. Hmm. And, and, and then so we, uh, my neighbor picks one up and he's like, opens it up and there's like a, a larva inside. Yeah. And, and so he's like, okay, so these are like worms um, in their larval state anyway. And they probably turn into like butterflies. Cause I told him like, we've been seeing butterflies around a lot. More than likely turn into moths. <laughs> probably moths. <laughs> yeah. They're probably shit moths. Like really horrible, icky, gross ones. Like, like all. how cute fucking, um, Oh, I can't think of the name of the caterpillar, but it turns into a fucking like a terrible moth. I can't remember the name of them now. Yeah. Maybe gypsy moth. Gypsy moth? Okay. Yeah. Like okay. adorable caterpillars. Very friendly and fun to play with when you're a kid and stuff. And then they turn into like these invasive motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> like eat everything. Gotcha. Well, that's there's something that feels very invasive about the way they've taken this tree over. But um the weirdest thing was that they said there was one hanging from my shed, which is a good 15, 20 feet away from the history. And it was mm -hmm. made of the same material. And then there was one hanging from my clothesline. So I'm imagining this, this, you know, this, this moth or this butterfly larvae climbing all the way up the pole, climbing out across the pole. Climbing out across through the middle of the line <laughs> and then saying, this is the place. Yeah, this is the place. Oh, and by the way, I'm a fucking worm. So I'm going to have to do this about 300 times in order to make my little shelter. Like, I don't understand. You mean he didn't carry all of it with him? 
Maybe he did. Maybe he... <laughs> yeah, a little, a little rucksack. Yeah, he's like the Martian. He's an experiment, and 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 I didn't know what it was. I just pulled it off, and and there's like it was like stuck on there, almost like spider web. It was so like ingrained into the to the thing. You should have taken it and put him in a plastic container and kept it, and then you could see what it was. Well, I mean, when it emerges, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a lot of them were actually empty. Like hmm. they were just the husks of them. But yeah, it was really crazy. Um, it wasn't something that um, like I never noticed his tree being brown like that. So it must have just happened in the last week or so. And I just hmm. haven't been paying a lot of attention. Because it is sort of blocked from my view because of the trees in my yard. So unless I'm directly looking for it, I probably missed it. But he said have you it was ever, a gradual thing. Have you ever seen a cicada? Yeah. I'm not talking about the shells. I mean the actual cicada, like when they come out from their shells. Yeah. They are terrifying looking. I don't know if they're terrifying looking. Hold on. Maybe I'm, make, maybe I'm thinking of locusts. They don't look scary to me. When they first emerge and they're like wet looking and they're all crumpled up as they emerge from their shell. I don't know. I thought they were pretty scary looking. Huh. Interesting. We had, we had, um, when I was a kid, there was this group of neighborhood boys that we hung out, I hung out with. And we had, uh, like a kitten club one year because kittens had given birth in my garage or kittens hadn't given birth. The mother. <laughs> okay, a, a that's cat, weird. A cat had given birth to kittens in my garage, so we had the kitten club, and that sort of branched out into just other types of activities and goofing around. And we, you know, declared ourselves en uh, ent sex entomologists. Oh, what? We declared ourselves entomologists. You sick fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, when we discovered we experimented that with butt play and stuff, yeah. I turn everything into shit like that. So, so anyways, kittens What's and tomorrow just you? bugs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not so in we, your butt. Yeah. Yeah. So we found some cicada, a cicada, and we kind of made it our pet for the oh. day. Um, yeah. So I didn't find it scary at all, and I used to be terrified of bugs when I was a kid. I was terrified of insects and bullies. I think I was in like elementary school. And I, I was heavily medicated on Ritalin and it would just turn me into a just paranoid, frightened, closed off little guy, you know, and, and uh, I was, I had to have an escort to go to the bathroom because I was in special education. That was you scared of your great. penis too. No, I was afraid that there'd be a bully or a big, horrible bug in there. I would have to contend with. Like, because, you know, school really allows for bullies just hang out all day in the bathroom waiting. Uh, for yeah, naturally. And they're wearing leather jackets with the collars flipped up and yeah, they're, like, they're like snapping yes, all the time. Yes. their fingers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you go in there to pee and they're like, hey, this guy was looking at my dick to the monitor that's in there who inexplicably allows them to stay. And these sometimes you're peeing and they'll pull on your shirt and it'll make you piss all over your arm. Yeah, that's very specific. That's almost as if that happened to you. Because <laughs> it absolutely did. I know it did because I remember the story. But yes, 
Absolutely. Two separate times. That like one was the peeing on my arm. The other thing was because uh, after that, I learned not to hold my dick with a death grip when I'm peeing. So that way, if somebody yanks on your shirt to pull you back, your hand just comes off of it. It's not Are, good to, to yank your penis in one direction or the other suddenly anyway. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to spare this person their last name. But we both knew this guy named Matt. Mm-hmm. Not, not the Matt, but you're think you might be thinking of from other episodes. This is a different Matt. But you know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, he was all, he didn't like me. I didn't like him. He didn't like me either. Yeah, he he was just a weird little. Prick. I didn't like him either. So no, just saying. No, yeah, it was all around this dislike forever. I tried to fight him once, and he I, ran onto the bus like a I bitch. Know, I know because he yeah. did not have his buddies to back him up. Yeah, that's because, right. Because he was a shit talker, and that's all he ever was. But anyway, so. Um, so yeah, so this Matt guy, he would he would like ridicule me about stupid shit. Like one time I I I always had this habit, and I don't know why, but I always had this habit of spitting in the urinal before I peed. And I know a lot of people do that actually. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's just a very common thing, and I don't know why I did it. It was just something I did. And I did it, and he's like, "Oh, you're such a badass." <laughs> I was like, what? Shut the fuck up. I didn't say that because back then I was a bitch and I didn't stand up for myself at all. But if, yeah, if he I, was a, a scrawny little prick anyway. If 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 it were today, he and I would have a very different relationship. Because if he disrespected me, I would cry. And I would open up to him with my feelings and I would say that he hurt my feelings. And then when it seemed like, you know, it was like cool again and he had his guard down, I would kick him in the dick like seven or eight times. I don't know, man. I think you might go right at him because, I mean, you were fucking total badass on the guy who wanted a cigarette. So I'm just saying you're like, you're like, you're fucking, you're, you're vicious. But that was an act. Could have been an act here, too. I guess. You know, I don't know. It doesn't feel like me, though. I'm not a violent person. I'm not. uh, I'm not a. Well, I I was going to say I'm not a confident person, but I don't think that's necessarily true anymore. I think that's a lie. I tell myself, you know, because you know how you you tell yourself these stories about yourself that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily true anymore, you know? You remember Mr. Anderson, the dude who was our monitor in the bathroom. The guy with the white hair that looked piss yellow. Uh, probably. It was like, it was. I don't it, remember much about his hair. I just remember that he used to sit right inside the bathroom, like in clear view of the urinals and the stalls in one, one bathroom in the entire fucking building had a monitor. Only yeah, one. Yeah. For well, because there's only out one of fucking like, bathroom. Yeah. Out of like fucking 20 bathrooms in the right. building like we're only really concerned with one is that still the case at that school now oh i have no idea i, I don't i don't think they have bathroom monitors anymore because the, there was a lady that did it too that was on the girl's side and she was always super nice and everything but the guy would just sit there and like fucking let whatever whoever was doing whatever they got away with it like the bullies would go in there and do shit and like antagonize and harass people and he'd sit there and laugh <laughs> <laughs> I guess as long as you weren't smoking in the bathroom, which when we went to school, you were allowed to go outside and smoke. Right. 
You know, if you can imagine that. I still can't believe that. I remember people would stand in the, they would park in the church parking lot across from the building and they would smoke cigarettes. And it was just like, wow, the meek really shall inherit the earth, I guess, because (laughs) I can't imagine any priest coming out there like, well, you guys, you know, I, I, I want to say that I appreciate that you guys are reaching out and experiencing new things and, and that everything is, is new to you. By the way, can I touch your penis? But um, I would just like to ask you if maybe you could not smoke in the parking lot because you're leaving the butts all over the parking lot. Pardon my French. I don't mean to say butts. I probably said it again. Anyway, praise the Lord. Could you please maybe stop? No. You remember, oh, though, okay. that... The fucking doorway was right next to the cafeteria that went out yeah. under the stair. You could go out there and smoke. Yeah. Like, and uh, I remember, and and if you couldn't do it there, you could always just go to one of the uh, construction trade shops and you could smoke in the shop because the teachers didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, the, the fucking, like, not only did the teachers not care, they smoked themselves. Yeah. And they didn't want to have to get dinged, so they didn't have to, they wouldn't bring it up. But I mean, it just it's amazing to me that you know that was an adult decision that that a team of people came to is like, yeah, let's let them smoke. I mean, and their justification must have been, well, you know, I mean, like a good quarter of the people going here are like twenty five years old. So, you know. <laughs> truth, truth. <laughs> I, I always, I always tell the story about my buddy that was in shop that I went to summer school with uh, twice, who was like twenty three years old when we graduated, yeah. had fucking two kids that were in school and worked a full time job after school every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess full time because he worked enough hours during the week and then also on like Saturday that he basically filled a 40 hour time slot in, you know, working on cars and stuff. So yeah. Uh, I I remember, dude, there were dudes in the auto body shop when we were in school (laughs) that had like full beards and shit and were, and were giant hulking men. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember they used to come and be like, Hey, I fucked your girlfriend and me being me just went, really? Okay. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I'm not going to get pissed and start shooting my mouth off at you because you will pop me like a zit in like a millisecond. <laughs> you will step on me and I will not even take up the entirety of the bottom of your boot. <laughs> I want to, I'm very curious because for me, it was always, it wasn't ever about because I didn't have a girlfriend generally, um, except for that one mistake. Well, but, they probably um, were fucking her in hindsight. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. That's true. Yeah. But that's, that's all. That's a special episode. They were literally just warning me. They were telling yeah. me the truth. There's nothing I could even do about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then there was that one girl that was uh, her. I remember her brother was in one of the construction trades and she was in. I think she was in food service. The girl who would supposedly suck your dick for uh, cigarettes. Wow, that's really debasing yourself to an extreme level. Hey, for cigarettes? Yeah, they like, like I gave her dog- cigarettes a few times. I never let her suck my dick though. Holy shit! I mean, what? Like a single cigarette? I'm talking like uh, probably at least a few. Like okay. it wasn't just a single. You weren't just giving her a Lucy. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I know that uh, you could probably like maybe a half a pack. Uh, I'm okay. guessing. 
Wow. You know, I, I guess if you got a pack, maybe, you know, she cup your balls too. I don't know. Would she accept generic cigarettes? I'm pretty sure that there wasn't any stipulation put on the brand. Okay, I think so. most of the time, everybody wanted what? One of two things, Marlboro Reds or fucking Newports. So let's let's just assume she was she was a little more picky. <laughs> yeah, she'd right. only give you a hand job if you gave her GPCs, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Or basics, but until basics became popular, weirdly enough. Um, but uh, I'm thinking like Newports. Newports just seems to fit the persona that I have formed in my head about this person. Uh, probably. You're probably so, right. So, you know, she's smoking Newports. She wants your Newports. So you buy a pack of cigarettes back then. Like, you get a nice minty blowjob. Yeah. But you get a pack of cigarettes back then. We're talking, what, a buck 35? I'd say like maybe $2 at most, depending $2. on how the prices were fluctuating where you bought them at. So literally for $1, she will make you holla. <laughs> quite That's quite literally one fucking dollar this worked. was this was the rumor and i heard i knew people that supposedly had taken part in that or partaken of that service i never did because i was too busy doing other shit i was too busy getting hand jobs in science class under the desk and shit like that mm-hmm. so yeah i was you know i didn't have to be I didn't have to just do whatever with whoever. I could be a little more choosy. My favorite memory of my of my oldest child, my oldest daughter, and if she ever heard this, she would love that I'm telling this story. Uh, I used to smoke in the one apartment we had, but I would smoke in the bathroom because it had the exhaust fan. In hindsight, that exhaust fan was probably dumping into the attic. So what I was doing was just pushing smoke into another area of the house. But uh, I would sit on the shitter and while I was going to the bathroom, I would smoke like, you know, most people would. And she knocked on the door and I didn't let her in. So my one year old daughter kicked the fucking door in like she was the goddamn DEA. (laughs) Kicked the fucking door in. My mouth drops open. I got my wang hanging out and she looks points at my dick and laughed. Oh, there is nothing, nothing. I assure you more humiliating to your manhood than having a child point and laugh at your penis. That angelic laughter that only a child uh, can muster. It, it was so pure and so real. <laughs> and I said to her, honey, remember penises will always be funny. And it apparently stuck. I want to get I want to get a tattoo on my taint that looks like a power button. <laughs> so I'm like, I say I'm an Android. and like, that's my power button. <laughs> Got to reset. Yeah. Hold on a second. That's why if you kick guys in the nuts, they fall over. It's because they reset. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a hard reboot. Reboot. Yeah. reboot. Uh, Sometimes yeah. with a boot. Yeah. <laughs> reboot with a boot. <clears throat> Yeah, that's a, okay. I, I got a, I got a, I got a question. Maybe you know the answer to this. Why is it okay? Getting hit in the balls, period, is painful. Yeah, right. We can all agree on that. I think anybody totally. who says different is is insane. Or doesn't have balls. Yeah, you get kicked really, really hard, and it hurts. 
But if you get smacked lightly, it also hurts a ton. Yeah. Why now, is that? It's a different kind of pain, too. Yeah. It's like a more surface level pain, but just as bad. As I was as- brushing crumbs off my shirt the other day, accidentally did like one of those, you know, end of the fingernail kind of flicks on my own nut. And I almost got sick to my stomach from it. Yeah. You know, it was just like the slightest little touch. Yeah, I don't know what. Maybe there's like a hormone that gets released when you get hit in the ball. Who knows? I would have almost rather gotten kicked square in the nuts. I don't know. Like, it would have been just as painful. And at least then I would have had a story to go with it. Besides, I was brushing crumbs off my shirt. Yeah. How did you (laughs) hurt yourself? (laughs) Never mind that. Never mind that. The important thing is I'm injured. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, uh, the the mechanics of how it happened are unimportant. <laughs> Mode of injury, yeah, whatever. I saw a great game that uh, Chelsea Handler does with interviews that would be fun as hell, where you can only give one word answers to questions. All right, let's do that. Uh, and it, it made me it made me think that that might be might be fun to try. Yeah, let's do it. So so what's the goal? Like, like. I can only give one word answers to to what to, to, to your questions, but the questions pertaining to what am I supposed to think of a thing and you have to guess it? No, no, no. These are usually like personal questions, like if I was interviewing you for something. OK. So I'm not, I, I didn't okay. play it out in my head right. completely. You like know what it. I mean? No, I like it. I like but, it. But uh, say it. something like, all right, man, we've known each other for fucking almost 30 years at this point, you know, and I don't think that I'm totally sure if you could just give me an idea of um, how do you feel really truly feel about Star Trek. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And um, would you say in that, in that universe, is it, is it, is it more your favorite or is it, is it better than, than Star Wars? Yes. I'm, I'm leading you with things that you can give me a one word answer to. This is harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, throughout the time that, we've been friends um how would you how would you describe our relationship antagonistic (laughs) (laughs) very true (laughs) hmm and um i really should have prepared for this where are your notes mike (laughs) i didn't bring notes for the thing i didn't know i was going to bring up until two minutes ago I don't know. Do you got any questions? Yeah. All right. So I'll see. Um, I feel like it, it should be, it should be harder to not just answer with one word. Cause like when I saw celebrities do it, they had a real hard time with it. When playing video games, well, this is hard. When yeah. playing, when playing video games and your character dies, uh, what's the most likely reason? Lag. <laughs> 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 Definitely. <laughs> You've been in a car crash. It wasn't your fault. What did the other driver do? Masturbating. I don't. 
Was that maybe did that maybe come to mind subconsciously because of that video I sent you? <laughs> but maybe we need to talk about this. So there's this video that I found on Reddit um, that I, I, I then sourced back to YouTube so I could share it with everybody. Um, and it's it's just a picture of like what looks like Mario as a ball sack, kind of. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And it's this kid singing to one of the Mario songs. And it's like, it's this kid and he's got to be what, like maybe 10 years old. And he's doing a cover of a song that some other artist did. And it's like driving in, I'm screaming and I'm vigorously masturbating. Driving in, I'm driving in, I masturbate and I viciously come, I come. And it's like, um, it's just hysterical and bizarre. And and it made me think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't Man, play too much of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? We already have an explicit tag. I, I don't I don't want to get copyrighted. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> Although I think that's a cover. Of, that would be us playing someone's cover. I don't know if that's the. I don't know how any of that shit works. Yeah. Next thing you know, that kid's fucking lawyer will be all up on us. And hey, the song about this, my kid that was it was singing about masturbating and coming on things. You know, <laughs> you guys, you guys can't play that. Yeah. We didn't give yeah. you permission. Yeah, that's on the that's on the Spotify top ten <laughs> playlist this week. It might just be sometimes quality like that. You know, people or notice it. It's like Ice JJ Fish, you know? Oh, my he, God. I haven't thought about that cat in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Wow. Definitely worth a listen. Didn't he go gospel? I think he ended up going gospel like his style, like what he sings about now. I don't know. I haven't looked him up in a long time. I'm curious now. I am too. Let's see what he's doing these days. Ice JJ. Yeah, let's see what old Ice JJ is up to. Oh, I have a recommendation for everybody. Um, as far as YouTube is concerned. Oh yeah, I can see that the first thing that comes up is God's perfect timing. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and praise to God. JJ Fish goes ice. Goes Goes gone. Yeah. Yeah. Looks to me like uh, oh, he just bought a Bugatti and he's happy. <laughs> yeah, it looks, I'm paid. Hey, if there is a market there for what you are doing, bravo, bravo for having the balls to do that. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, he he's sort of an outsider artist in the fact that he's he he's most people are listening to him because he's a hack oddity. You know, he's, yeah, he's 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 weird. He's the flavor of the week for whoever's social media group found him that week and shared it you know that's how he gets all all to that's where he gets many of his fans but then what i think happened is then there's an unironic group and since it's a core of his fan base that are like you know what they're just like what you're saying they're like look at this guy you know he's not classically attractive he's not classically talented but he has something to say and he's mm -hmm. found a way to say it. And he basically does it all on his own. So, you know, who's to fault him? Like, yeah, it's not like some major label signed him, you know? 
So it's not like he's being exploited. He's doing it all himself, probably yeah. with the help of friends and family. But who cares? You know, even if like, he did get picked up with a label, I mean, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what I mean is that he's not yeah. being exploited. Yeah, he's not being exploited. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. That was the reason why I brought that up, because a lot of times that's what happens with these types of people. Like Wesley Willis is, I think, an exception. But there were a lot of artists over the years who have been you know, misrepresented. I like to tell the story, even though I'm not fond of Steven Tyler or most of Aerosmith's body of work. Um, yeah, I could I could take it or leave it. But the first two albums were um, signed over to Geffen Records when they signed on with Geffen with an exclusive clause that stated that if Aerosmith ever, ever recorded with any other recording label, that the studio would forever own the rights to the first two albums. And that seems like a terrible deal. Yeah, it was. They got fucked. I mean, especially in hindsight. Yeah, they got fucked. But so you may recall maybe about 10 years ago, maybe a little more. Um, Aerosmith put out a blues album called Honkin' on Bobo, which is yeah. actually quite good. It's a total departure from what you're used to with Aerosmith. You know, loving an elevator. Yeah, it's a lot more honky tonk and bluesy, and it's it's a good album. And um, it's like this is what Aerosmith should have become. You know, if they had had been given any creative freedom at all. But Geffen Records, you'll do this, and you're gonna wear the fucking stupid thing on the like the tie or the whatever it is on the fucking microphone is going to be blue this week. You know, like they just controlled every little fucking portion of their show, which say what you want about what a shitty human being Steven Tyler is. They still got rough. You know, an interesting Steven Tyler fact, he was asked by uh, Jimmy Page to play with Led Zeppelin at one point. Is that right? Yeah. And he wouldn't do it. Why didn't he want to do it? Uh, because he said he respected uh, Led Zeppelin's institution too much at that point, and he had his own band, and he, he didn't see any way that hmm. he could leave his bandmates behind. Something cool that he did, you know, like respectable. Hmm. He couldn't leave his bandmates behind and leave Aerosmith behind in clear conscience and do another project. Hmm. Just an interesting side note, since interesting. I interrupted you. No, that's fine. Um yeah, and I think we talked about on the podcast before um, about his devious dealings with that chick. Yeah. It was like four. All kinds of weird shit going on back in his days where her mother like signed over conservatorship to him. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, what, 14? It's not like a, s- a similar Ted Nugent thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the lyrics of that song? I know you're only 13. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's only 17, I think it's the one damn Yankee song. And it like, why would you make a song like that? You're like, yeah, she's underage, but she's hot. <laughs> I'm a social deviant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ted Nugent. He and uh, Kid Rock have forever been ruined for me. Not that I was big fans of them to begin with, but, right. uh, you know. Well, someone on Twitter posted someone posted on twitter the other day i think something that really summed it up for me which was uh they said that no one ever has there's no one in the history of music who has ever sat 
in their car and waited for a Kid Rock song to finish. <laughs> True that, man. <laughs> even even when I kind of liked him and I would listen to some of his stuff. Yeah, I wasn't like I it wasn't like what I do with stuff that I really like where I'm like, fuck this, man. I got to sit here and listen to the end of Stairway to Heaven. Right. Or I got to listen to the end of, uh, you know, something, you know, like with him. I'm like, eh, I'll just pick it up when I get back in. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what yeah. I would do. I'm sure you know Limp Biscuit falls into the same category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very flash in the pan. I I, I know like I, well, speaking of Twitter and of um these 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 dickhead dick shit dickheads that uh you listed, um I had a abnormally popular tweet this week. Um yeah. if you want to follow me, I'm on storytime. Uh, Storytime Tom one uh, at Twitter, and I posted basically it was just I said they have Kevin Sorbo, Robert Rob Schneider, um, who else did I say like a couple other people? And we have I, yeah I can't remember. And we have like Dan Rather <laughs> and Stephen King and Ron Perlman, you know, and all these people, and um, somehow that post got at my last time I checked. Hold on, I'm gonna find out. I can I can find out in real time here. Yeah. You do have the ability, you have the power. I've got the power. I have the power. Okay, so it has been seen by 499,000 people. Woo! It has um added me something like 200 followers. It had 20,000 likes, 2,000 retweets, and two and a half. There are about 2,500 comments. And it, it, it gained me a lot of haters and a lot of likers in one, in one spell swoop. And everybody, and, I'm going to tell you that you can't see it right now, but Tom's head has grown three sizes since well, he put this tweet out. <laughs> it has because it, it's cool. It's like I couldn't even keep up with everything. And I was like, and I was thinking like, I couldn't do this full time. Like I couldn't be a Twitter personality because I would never, I would take part of the enjoyment is making a little comment and seeing the ones and two likes when something hits this level, that's fine. But the rest of your stuff just gets washed out and your notifications are like, well, did you like my other tweet? You know, like, and then he starts getting hungry for more and it's like, hmm, what will my next tweet be? But yeah, I uh, I gotta say uh, I can probably look uh, at my Twitter right now, my main one, and I can tell you that um, oh, where the hell is it at? There we go. I I think I have like one profound tweet that anybody paid any attention to, and it got fifty eight likes <laughs> and nine and nine retweets. <laughs> that's like that's like that's it. That's actually not so bad. I don't think that's bad. Yeah, like for the most part, my tweets get ignored by people. I'll get one, two likes, five likes, and other than that, I don't, I don't get. Ooh, yeah, I don't, I don't get a whole lot of uh, of anything from anybody. So that was that was my that was my big tweet. That's the one that I have pinned at the top of my regular um, profile. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to say, like. I understand now why Lauren Bobert doesn't respond to my trolling of her. 
because it's i mean not that she would anyway because she doesn't give a shit about any human being on the planet um except maybe herself <laughs> and her crotch goblins yeah um, i and her lovely lovely husband yeah her pedophile husband and uh, all the great people in, in in her life like yeah so you know but i mean like when you're every single tweet that you make let's say you make like three tweets a day that's a really really like cons- like like conservative estimate because it's most of these people post like 10 times a day and each and every single one of their posts gets 10 to 15 times what my post got in terms of responses right you're like uh you're like semi twitter f- you know famous right now I'm a flash in the pan. You started conversations. I did actually. Yeah. 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 A lot of people started talking about it. Yeah. On both sides of it. I got someone who who DM'd me and said, you know nothing. (laughs) Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, with with the uh with the positive, you also got hey, you you always got your fair share of negative. Probably from people who were jealous because uh, you know, they didn't think of it. Well, because they didn't, they didn't get to frame it in a far right wing set, you know, sense. Have you checked out Tribal at all? Tribal? Yeah. What is I that? I think that that's the, uh, isn't Tribal the left wing version of Twitter that they just started up? Mm, no, I haven't. Yeah, like, I haven't well, checked it out either. I, I mean, I guess I would be interested in that. But the thing is, I don't want to necessarily be in an echo chamber well that's i mean essentially what you'd be getting i mean because from what i understand they uh they kind of vet people and shit i'm guessing and we'll check you out but uh i mean i'm just i i I just didn't know if you had looked at it or not i hadn't heard of it to me it's like it's a slightly less ominous version of truth social (laughs) You know, it's like, we don't necessarily need our, we mean, we don't necessarily need our own platform or our own social media platform, at least. We got plenty of outlets. And I think it's better that our message gets out to a mixed audience. Because like you said, say these people do vet you to see if you're okay for their group or their thing. Great. Super. Um, unless you've got nothing out there, no social media presence, mm-hmm. then how are they supposed to vet you? How, how do they know who you are? So now you're being restricted to information. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I'm probably being more concerned about the issue than, than is necessary. It's just that when I think of social media, I think of interaction between different groups. As much as social media manages to sort your data out so you see the things you like the most so that you'll spend more time on that platform. Like I have noticed that's one thing Twitter doesn't do because I follow certain liberal mindsetted people. You know, I get a lot of who they follow as recommendations. Oh, yeah. So I get Doug Mastriano and I get 
Jim Jordan and all these other dudes. Yes, unfortunately, I will see uh, a Matt Gates tweet um, yeah, periodically. Well, yeah, I see a lot of Lauren Bober and a lot of Marjorie Green, Taylor Green, and I see a lot of Leo Ter- Terrell and uh, what else? Bridget, what's her name? She's got like six different names because she kept changing her name. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, to, to appeal to a, a wider audience or something. I don't know. There's a bunch of them and, and they're all, every single one of them is, is, is terrified right now. That's the thing that I find amusing is they're terrified. They're like, terrified, oh. but feigning strength and cockiness and stuff, right, which right. yeah is, is um, amusing. It is amusing because it's time for them to cower in their boots a little bit because the, Fucking the Lord doth cometh for you, motherfucker. You fucking cheated and lied for years and years and years and years. And now it's all about to come unraveled. When those documents get unredacted and everything gets looked at in a court of law, holy fucking shit, the hammers are going to start falling. Boom, 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 boom. I think my favorite image from the from the redacted um, um, paperwork for the search warrant was one that everything was blacked out but the word ketchup. <laughs> it was obviously fake, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me it made me laugh. Well, there are, are have been a lot of good memes. Even even Lauren Bobert did one which said and it said make America great again. And I was like, oh precious little Bobo has found herself an online uh, redacted document generator. How cute. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that. I liked it. Yeah, because I mean, she. I'm sure that you're probably one of the more tame responses that she got. Oh, yeah. If you look further down. Well, and then there are people who are kind of annoying. Like one of the people I follow, I can't remember what her name is, but in every single one of these posts, she says, raise your hand if you want to see this person removed from office. Mm -hmm. She does it in every single Lauren. Yeah. You know, every single one. And and it's like, it's overkill. It's obnoxious. You know, be more on like be. You can still be on brand and have a unique message to state. Well, you, you can state your message, and you don't have to ask for support. Well, extra yeah. attention, extra attention. Yeah. Like, oh, well, if you don't, you know, you don't stand up, raise your hand, retweet, or whatever. You know, yeah. I, I I unfollowed. Yeah. I unfollowed um, um, Occupy Democrats because every single one of their tweets, every single 201 had this at the bottom in all capitals. Do you agree with this? If so, retweet and give us a thumbs up. Every single one. I don't unfollow them only because I do find the information that they provide to be... um, interesting uh for the most part and brian tyler green or marjorie tyler green brian tyler cohen <laughs> i said brian tyler green <laughs> i'm so sorry if you hear this dude that was a that was a serious you know freudian slip <laughs> uh usually produces um good material so and and prevent or presents it in a uh, in a format that is you know, at least enjoyable to watch. It's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with with truth with uh, that particular outlet in 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 any other form. I just find their Twitter presence irritating. 
you know, <laughs> and I a, get that news. I get that news from tons of other people that I follow anyway. On a completely different note, I'm going to change gears a little bit here. Uh, as we're, as we're winding down, I tripped across a YouTube account today. That is an absolute joy to me. I feel like I should have known about this guy sooner because he's been on YouTube for probably three or more years now. His name is Ginger Billy. Ginger Billy. Okay. Yeah. You should, everybody should look him up and just take in some of his content. It's fucking hilarious. Before you go on, may I add that I also have someone I'd like to plug today. Um, <laughs> you'd like to plug them. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to plug them. But so, why should we watch Ginger Billy? Um, he is a. Uh, I don't know what he's like in real life, but he has a super hillbilly persona, mm-hmm. and his content is just f- fucking hilarious. Okay, like i he he has a video where he um where he talks about uh soap for your weenie <laughs> and he's got a video where he has uh his friend on and he's like my best friend is you know this is my best friend and he's black i like black guys and his friend's like please don't say it like that <laughs> and he's <laughs> like but you're my best friend and you're my boyfriend you're my you're a boy and you're my friend so you're my boyfriend and you're black and he's like please stop saying this you know, shit like that, but in a really heavy southern accent, which is yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, guys, just got some good content. I'm interested. I'll definitely check it out. Um, so before we do cut loose on this, I would like to mention uh, a channel that I recently discovered called I Am Krusty. <laughs> now this guy does VR play let's plays, which not many people do. His whole channel is devoted to only doing virtual reality games. And he's done a Skyrim one, and he's done a Fallout he's, one, and, and the ER, the uh, the surgery one. I see the VR yeah. surgery. Yeah, yeah. And his his shtick is first of all, I don't know if he scripts anything. I just think he's naturally a goddamn comedic genius because he just keeps going and going with these these ridiculous monologues, and his characterization is it's kind of like imagine like Jack Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> A drunken, very drunk Captain Jack Sparrow, only way more psychotic. And you've got a good idea what his persona is like. And he just tortures people in these games. Um, And they're hysterical. He is so fucking funny and original. And I haven't seen anything quite like what he does. One of the things that makes him stand out is his physical acting. Like, he is... If I wish that these games came with haptic suits because I'd like to see a full Andy Circus style <laughs> rendering of him in game. Because if his physical acting is is to be believed simply by the way he moves his hands around, um, I would love to see what he could do in a full motion capture suit. Well, I've got him pulled up and I'm gonna watch him then. Yeah, I would say find the playlist that starts with uh that says um Skyrim VR season two. Mm-hmm. Start with those because those are the some of the funniest ones. Uh, because he up until that point, uh, that he had not found this mod because Skyrim VR is very bad in its vanilla state. You need to mod the shit out of it to make it work well. Um, and he found a mod that lets you grab 
NPCs heads and drag them around and throw them around and stuff. <laughs> and it adds so much fuck comedic value to his, his videos, which are already entertaining as shit. It reminds me of one of my favorite things to do in Fallout when I would pick up uh, the head of an enemy that I had just vanquished and shoot it across the room or throw it at somebody. <laughs> I wish you could put it in your inventory and then throw it in the junk jet. Yeah, right. That'd be great. Take your that would be incredible. Head, take your enemy's head, throw it in the junk jet. And then aim it at one of his other one of his buddies and kill them with his flying head. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would make the term "give him head" just a little more dangerous. Before we go, I want to speak out real quickly about the our gaming channels, uh, gaming with Tom and Mike. Uh, Mike and I have not been able to record together in the same room for a while because I need a mic interface in order to make that happen. He needs an interface for me. Until that happens, I'm Mike, Mike. Until that happens, I'm doing well. Even after that, uh, I'm doing solo content on two series. I'm doing a Fallout series and I'm doing a Skyrim series. Both are in different characters. One is a rough-talking mercenary type guy named Kill Crazy, and then there's a Catman in Skyrim named Jahir. Jahir speaks of himself in the third person. Right? It feels like Jahir has the potions if you have coin. Yes. Well, that's about right. Yeah, because he that's how all the, the cat people characters in that game speak. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to the new one, the new, new Bethesda title, Star, uh, Starfield, because I've already got a character in mind for him. Basically, a kind of a riff on Zach Brannigan from, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Futurama. Like, yeah, Futurama. Man, my just, brain went blank right there. Just like a, a guy who talks like this, you know, he's very confident. <laughs> hey. He's also a, he's also an abject coward. Oh, run away! Get away from that! You know, like something like that. I almost turned into Hunter mm -hmm. S. Thompson at the end there. <laughs> Get away! You damn dirty animal! So I was talking earlier about my, my drive to Philly on the way in, I had a, what I would almost call a Mad Max moment where six or seven motorcycles converged upon my car, both of the, all from behind on both sides of my car and zipped past me like bullets. And, and, and I mean, they were maybe going twice my speed and I was going. It's the only right. way to do it on the highway. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. Wow. Uh, that and then, and then the, the, the Countach that was driving around, the Lamborghini Countach that was driving around or whatever. You don't see supercars very often. It's always no, an interesting don't. thing when I see supercars like on the highway and I'm like, whoa, yeah. wow. You must yeah. really have money because not only do you have that car, but you actually have the balls to drive that car. Right. And the skill to actually drive it, too, because, you know, you you get in behind the wheel of a supercar and you don't know what you're doing. You're going to end up slamming into a tree. That's really true and a great lesson. But you know what? I just looked at the time and we are out of time. So that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like the feeling of nostalgia that you got when you heard my voice tonight because you haven't. You haven't heard me do like a regular podcast in a while. And and for that, I thank you for wanting me to do it. And you're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs>